Hello all you seekers, explorers and rule breakers out there. Welcome to the today's podcast. We're treating the subject of acceptance today. And uh, it is a challenging sub- subject, but uh, we have uh, a wonderful audience that is contributing their stories and their insights and their wisdom, giving us an opportunity to garner some golden nuggets of wisdom. If you want to explore any of the topics that we do discuss in these uh, podcasts uh, for yourself in session, as it were, you can always contact us at thealchemyexperience.co.uk and uh, join in our coaching program and um, spend time in our coaching workshops to uh, figure out these how these different topics apply to you and how they, you might see have limiting beliefs and so forth that we can uh, perhaps help you uh, overcome. But now let's go to our audience and uh, hear what they have to say. So without further ado, let's get going. Okay, hello everybody and welcome to today's discussion and presentation on the very challenging to some subject of acceptance. So as always, I want to start off with a quote and this time it's uh, more of a humorous quote than anything. So Albert Einstein once said, uh, once you can accept the universe as a matter expanding into nothing, wearing stripes with plaid comes easy. So acceptance has to do with the grander scheme of things, the universe, uh, all the way down to accepting who you are. Uh, accepting what you can control and what you, what you can't, but accept that you can't control what you can't control. That's kind of how I would summarize the, the concept of acceptance. But for me, acceptance is a matter of grace, flow, has it's a matter of an um, embodiment it's a way to say yes it's a way to say yes to the universe and to everything all the experiences uh, around you uh, and it's it's both a tool and a permission state so it's a state of mind being uh, in acceptance and it really comes down to permitting yourself and the universe or permitting yourself to accepting the universe and everything that goes around you. As we all know, the universe is, and our existence within it is a beautiful complexity. So for us to co- go down to every little minute detail of what happens in the universe and trying to control everything that goes on is beyond what our conscious minds are capable of. So that's why typically in my coaching practice anyway, I always try to boil things down to more easy to grasp concepts that are overarching. So acceptance is definitely one of those concepts where you you can say, I can accept all experiences as they come to me not being selective and I can accept the experience if it likes this or if it's like that, then you try to control the complexity of the universe. So acceptance also has to do with trust. Trusting the, uh, the experiences that you have, that the universe kind of presents to you and the opportunities you have, that those are there for your highest good. Whether that being for in your eyes, in your conscious mind, that being good or bad, doesn't matter. It's trusting that it's there for, for your higher good. Go ahead, Barbie. I think I love what you said about beautiful complexity. That's very profound because you're right. And I think right now we're not even really having to deal with each other's humanity in a lot of places, like by being just in our little boxes and separated from other people. Um, I think this, this has been... <laughs> In some ways, I think 2020 has been the suck it up. Everybody gets a different reality and you need to figure out how to be in alignment with that. Um, Cause I know like when I, I visit my family and I just see that 
you know, a lot of people will say, oh, I'm okay by myself and I'm okay doing this and that. But then you really see the need that it's not, it's not really, we're, we're, we're very isolated from each other in a way that we never have been before. Um, and coming into acceptance with that, it's been amazing to watch that there are certain people who are thriving and then there are other people who are not. And I think a lot of it does boil down to the acceptance of the lot that you had. It's like, would you be able to accept that on March 13th, 2020, you made a decision that wherever you were at the world at the time, that that was going to be the place that was frozen for you, that, that choice, like where you live, where you, what your job was, what you, all those type of things. It's like really being in that radical acceptance that these are the choices that you made. And at that moment, everything stopped. And then you really analyze your life from that perspective of accepting your lot or deciding that it's like you said, putting a judgment on it. The choice, if we look at March 13th, the choice was acceptance or fear, giving in to fear. So in, in that ex, uh, instance, in that experience, well, that experience obviously continued for a, a while there, but the alternative was to give in to fear and to all the ramifications that would come out of that uh, experience. And some people perhaps needed to experience fear. So they chose that. But the easier road to deal with that type of isolation, as you say, Barbie, was acceptance. To say, this is the experience I'm having now, and I'm accepting that. That's uh, along the lines that you were saying, right, Barbie? Absolutely, because I know that that was the first instinct. I mean, when everything kind of like ground to a halt, there's so many places. I mean, I don't know what it looks like in Alaska. I don't know what it looks like in the UK. I only know where it, what it looks like where I am. And that's the other part too, in the sense of where being an acceptance of your little area. So I know like based on acceptance of my circumstances, I created a neighborhood watch in my building. That was how I was able to handle that kind of thing because everybody was looking out for each other. But for other people, I mean, I'd, I'd be really interested to hear how other people went into acceptance about what happened this year because I think a lot of people honestly are going through this cocoon chrysalis perspective and then once everything kind of opens up there will be there will be so many millions of butterflies that are going to come out in 2021 because people really took a deep dive to understand and look at that acceptance and am I completely allowing myself to be controlled by fear or am I completely in acceptance and based on that I'm going to allow myself to grow. Go ahead Carol. Thank you Christopher. So yeah I think you know, one of the biggest points to me is um, acceptance and control. These are very kind of uh, correlated concepts mm -hmm. um, because I think that we were talking about this in the first podcast, like what are the things, and you were talking about the, you know, the concept of control in the other podcast that you did. Um, and what are the things that you can control? These are your words, actions, and, and thoughts. You can't necessarily control your feelings. And when you get to um, that stage that you you realize that you can't necessarily you know control your feelings and of course especially at the beginning of pandemic um, when I had some people that I knew that you know uh, it was completely new disease and I knew some people that died of this disease it was scary and but then what I was then you have choice basically what you're going to do with that fear, whether you're going to embrace that fear or you're going to let, you know, let that fear to, to drive everything that you do in your life. And I thought, I'm just going to try to try my best to embrace that fear and use, you know, it kind of reminds me of that um, saying, the memento, memento mori, remember of, of death. And, I thought like, yeah, you know, it's inevitable. I'm going to die, whether I'm going to die of COVID, whether I'm going to die of car crash, whether I'm going to die of something else, it doesn't matter. But if I'm going to live by, if I'm just going to let myself focus only on fear, I'm going to restrict myself from doing anything. So I can accept that fear is the part of me, the fear of dying and fear of, of you know, of the, of suffering is that it exists. I can't stop it, 
but I can embrace it and I can embrace it to make myself better and I can strive for improvement every day. And so, you know, so this is what I was trying to do. So this, this was kind of my experience in 2020. Just embrace, embrace the fear and try to turn it into something positive. Absolutely. And I'll come to you in a second, Amy. I think the embrace of the experience is part of the accept, uh, that is the process of acceptance. So having that experience of saying fear, I, I'm going to acknowledge the fear and be okay with it. It's a part of a, the process of accepting, right? So go ahead, Amy. Yeah, I happen to come up with these two ideas, two mindsets actually. So mm -hmm. one is gardening and the other is woodcrafting. So I think some people are more resistant to acceptance because their mindset is about woodcrafting. The process includes, basically you can do everything when you are doing woodcrafting. From the design blueprint to the tools you use and the outcome, you are the controller. However, in real life, um, the situation is more similar to gardening. You have some part of the control, but there are also very big forces that can also influence you. For example, the uh, weather, the rabbits that come to your garden eat the seeds. Um, what you can do is um, do your protection and learn from the lessons, learn from the mistakes. And the next time you expect you to perform better, um, I think as a civilization that thrived from agriculture, we are built with the mindset of farming. And so we have to accept there are just a very large thing that, that's not within our control. And we are a very, very small part of the nature, the farmer, the gardener. Um, yeah, so I think that's a mindset that can help us better accept the situation yeah thank you Amy. that's uh that's great yeah i think that's very true that we if we in this case you know if you choose the fear you learn from it and you accept that you had that experience as well so you could go into you could go into like the pandemic or the lockdown with acceptance of the process of the lockdown or the 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 experience of that but also you could go into with fear as carol was saying that yeah it's it's scary and embrace and accept that fear as well without being attached to it uh i think oftentimes a little bit of fear is always good because that tells us that we are challenging ourselves. That means that we are, uh, you know, putting ourselves out there. So a little bit of fear is good, but it's when we attach ourselves to the fear and persona or identify ourselves with the fear. That's, that's when we, we, we kind of lose that part of it. And now, obviously we've already talked about fear in a previous podcast, but, uh, it, these things are all going to come back <laughs> to us. So yes, accepting the experience is uh, certainly part of that. Go ahead, Barbie. I just, um, yesterday I was leading a group and I was talking uh, about basically, um, you won't be surprised, but I decided that I would lead groups on imposter syndrome and looking into <laughs> stepping into your greatness and about the fact that I was showing you know, different examples of people like Tom Brady, who people hate because he's so perfect and, and he has a supermodel wife and he has all the money he wants and he's really nice. And about, I mean, there are these amazing extreme athletes like Laird Hamilton, who goes out on those giant waves in Hawaii and he gets dropped in, you know, on a helicopter. And he was talking about collaborating on a team on how to do this big wave riding. And then you've got, um, you know, these, these really um, amazing skateboarders like Ryan Sheckler and and Tony Hawk and people like that who've never done a 360 before. But I think that that's also in that acceptance is also within the, the factor of the fact that you look at people like that 
who show people how to do things from a fearless perspective, and then they can be in acceptance of exciting and igniting their lives. And that's the part too, in the sense of where I think sometimes people think that acceptance is kind of a dull thing and it makes your life boring. And instead acceptance means that there's so much badass stuff out there that you can do. I mean, like Wim Hof out there with his Arctic plunge and all these different amazing people that they just show you that the human capacity to push the limits is just so amazing. So that's the part about the, the amazing part about acceptance is that it doesn't have to be boring. And I think some people look at acceptance as boring. Absolutely. And I, I think acceptance is one of the bravest things you can do because it takes so much trust um, to kind of put yourself out there and say, I accept the world as it is, and I'm going to be a full participant in it. Uh, before I go to you, Carol, I, we had a question here or a, a request that we discussed the, the or acceptance vis-a-vis -vis giving up. And I think that slots right into that acceptance when you are going into the world and showing up and you're allowing yourself to put yourself out there that's you know courageous acceptance uh, when you accept faith in terms of that everything is just not going well and you're kind of accepting that as your path as my life is going to be crap that's giving up. Does that make sense? Cool. So go ahead, Carol. Why don't we go to you now? Thanks, Chris. I think, you know, what I was going to say, actually, Barbie already said. And <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, I, I was actually going to give some examples that gave Barbie, Barbie did. So I was going to say about, about Wim Hof and all of that. And I think, you know, just putting your body through those kind of extreme um, situations on the regular basis it push your limits so I do like personally I do a lot of different things like I do fasting I do ice baths I do lots of different breathing methods going to the sauna and then jumping like you know um, under cold shower and all of that and I do it on a daily basis and even you know even if I, I go and have like ice bath it's I know that it's good for me, but it's the first few seconds there is shock and it's it's not pleasant. Like first few seconds is like, oh my God. But I embrace it and then more, you know, and then I realize there is nothing to fear and it doesn't need to be boring. Like the doing, you know, accepting, accepting the fear doesn't need to be boring because you can actually, you know, even, if, you know, things like fasting and, um, or things like potato hack, just eating, you know, potatoes, just for, like only potatoes for a week. That sounds boring, but actually it's not. It's like you can discover so many weird things about your capacity and your mental um, attitude to life. It's just unbelievable. So today I had, um, I, I was talking to Chris about that. Like I had, um, I had long life uh, phobia of dentists and today I had the kind of treatment. And I thought like, I am going to do something different. So when I went there um, to sit down and having the root canal, I just, rather than being scared or focused, you know, or focused on some negativity and fear, I just sat down and count my, my breaths. And the procedure took 90 minutes of me being like that. And I was just counting for those 90 minutes. I had eyes closed and I was just counting my breaths. And it took 129 breaths. <laughs> realize that I don't have any dental phobia anymore. And that, that's a good example of accepting the experience and the uh, situation you're in, uh, as opposed to delving into the negativity of it. And uh, certainly, as Barbie was saying, with the uh, imposter syndrome, it's when we accept if, actually, I'm going to jump ahead because we, we did that organically in the discussion here when we look at us as individuals what we do in terms of our acceptance you know it's accepting your path in life it's accepting your authenticity and then accepting that bringing forth that authenticity in the world you know accepting your mission and your purpose accepting your light accepting your feelings so once you 
come to full acceptance, embrace the acceptance of all these concepts within yourself, that becomes you that you present to the world. And that's courageous. But also accepting or trusting that that is the right thing for you to do because that is the what the world needs because that is why you are here. That is part of that uh, process of acceptance. So, yeah, I mean, again, I re reiterate and uh, emphasize that acceptance is equals trust. It's trusting the process, trusting that things are going to happen for, for your higher good. And acceptance is also about receiving, not retrieving. And let me explain that a little bit. So when it comes to the grander scheme of the universe, once you allow things to happen, you start receiving. If you go on a pursuit of retrieving, then you are trying to control the environment and the universe and the complexity of the universe. So I usually, in my meditation coaching, uh, I use the concept of surrender and release. And that's the same as acceptance. So once you surrender and release and you just sit down as the observer and the passenger, you can open yourself up to receiving, you know, being receiving opportunities, receiving uh, wisdom, receiving uh, experiences that you learn from, etc., etc. If you try to go out and retrieve those, then you are going to kind of intermingle yourself with the complexities of the universe and as we said before, our, our pity little uh, conscious minds can't really deal with the, those complexities. So it's better to sit down and accept it and just allow yourself to receive it. Just Sure. Uh, one of the things that I, I think people get a little hung up on, and I'm speaking mostly of myself, <laughs> that when it comes to acceptance is there's a difference between acceptance and giving up in that sometimes you grow up with a certain indoctrination it could be a religious indoctrination it could be you know from your family it could be societal or cultural and and it could be something like that's not the type of stuff men do or, or women don't do this type of stuff women aren't welders or what have you and you have those people who don't accept the status quo and push through and become these miraculous individuals and you know, pave a path for others. And so how do you straddle that when it comes to acceptance? Well, if I look at the, the kind of pillars that I use in my coaching practice of compassion, acceptance, uh, forgiveness, and gratitude, it's really about if you start out with the compassion, when you embody compassion, then the acceptance becomes part of that process. So the acceptance doesn't um, go back to looking at, oh, I'm going to accept my, uh, my position in society. You know, if you grow up poor, for example, oh, this is my, my position in society and I'm going to accept that. No, it's about accepting who you are and where you what you are here to do so it's it's more of a coming from the spiritual aspect of i'm a soul having a human experience so in that experience i'm going to accomplish these things on my path whatever that may be that's going to be individual for everybody and that's the acceptance i'm talking about accepting that um you know the church rules or you know the bullshit rules that we, we all grow up with uh that's not acceptance that's uh caving in or giving up as you were saying Glenn. uh so uh, yeah barbie go ahead i love also the acceptance that you can be a disruptor i absolutely love i went to berlin and i went to the museum and i was so stoked to see the theses that 
Martin Luther had stuck on the church doors and said, you know what, give you the middle finger. You don't have the right to tell me what I'm going to do, et cetera. And I'm in the power of boldness quest right now with Naveen Jane. And he's told a story about the fact that he went to Ireland and the person who was there as the, um, you know, at the airport through customs was asking him what he was doing there. And he said, well, I'm here to give a talk. He's like, on what? And he goes, well, I don't know yet. And he goes, well, what is your, your, what is your business? He's like, well, it's to, to send robots to the moon. And he's like, well, we don't have tomfoolery and people who do stupid stuff like that in our country. You have to decide, tell me a different story. And then he said that, you know, to this person who was going through customs, he was an Indian man. So automatically he obviously must've been an Indian software engineer and there, he couldn't even fathom that it would be anything other than that. And here, this guy's, you know, shooting things up onto the moon. He's a private citizen. He just doesn't take no for an answer. So acceptance is also that you have the opportunity to be a complete disruptor. And that is what you were talking about before. It's accepting that you have a mission, that you have a purpose, that you have a specific light and only you can do that specific thing. Nobody else can do it but you. You are the vehicle that allows it to go through. And that's why I love, you know, organizations like Mindvalley and Best You and other things like that, because they're disruptors. They're not just going to allow the status quo to be, oh, I grew up like this. And I love hearing you know, Naveen Jain came to the United States with $25 in his pocket and he could barely speak English. And he completely acknowledges that, but he doesn't care. It's like, you don't allow those things necessarily to be impediments. You don't have to accept your lot, basically, is what I'm saying. Absolutely. And I think one of the big things, and again, going back to the imposter syndrome, is accepting our greatness. Every single one of us is individually greater than we could ever, ever, ever imagine. And part of life is discovering and exploring and bringing forth and publicizing that greatness. But we are all afraid and fearful of showing up in that greatness. So accepting the path to that discovery and accepting that greatness as a part of you is one of those huge challenges that we have. And once we can get to that, that's when we can really step into the limelight and shine and bring forth what we're supposed to bring forth in this world. Go ahead, Victor. Okay, all right. Hello, Christopher, nice to meet you. Good you. Good, uh, my first time I'm like in one of these uh, talks and um, talking about acceptance is, um, one of the things that I've gone through is that I've had a lot of um, severe anxiety and depression. And it really like when COVID-19 really came in, it got even worse. Uh, we're to the point where it affected my family. You know, with your thoughts, you know, uh, um, uh, I was seeing behavioral health and they would just give me a pill and telling me that we would be okay. Talk for like 30 minutes, but it didn't really seem like I was, it was working. And having the anxiety and, and the depression, I just felt like I didn't want to accept that anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of like maybe what Barbie was uh, talking about disrupting. So at what point, you know, does somebody not accept what's coming for them and actually change? And I've actually done that by on my own, um, not isolating myself. One of the things in the in the lockdown is like not hanging out with anybody, and I did the opposite. You know, I I got a few friends together. Uh, we were all tested for COVID. We didn't have any um, positive uh, reactions to it. We didn't get infected by it. And here at my house, we gather together, the four of us, um, and we practice yoga and we do martial arts. So I kind of did not accept, you know, isolating myself. So what would be your thoughts about like the point where you accept or do not accept what's coming for you or at you? I think it's accepting the, the experience you are having. And then it's up to you to direct. So as I was saying before, you can, if you went into the lockdown with, with fear and anxiety as you did, Victor, then accepting that that's your experience, accepting that that's okay, but always striving to discover your 
next step and what you're going to learn from it to drive towards uh, passion and happiness, then the anxiety and the fear becomes part of your journey. And it's accepting that that is a part of the uh, greater scheme of acceptance. Um, and then, of course, you can, there are different ways of accepting the lockdown or not accepting it. I think it's more accepting the experience of it. And yeah, I mean, I've had a more, a richer uh, social life during lockdown than before because I decided that, you know what, I'm going to use this opportunity to really get to know people all over the world and seek out some tremendously deep and meaningful relationships and conversations, which one of the results is this group, this discussion. Does that answer your question, Victor? I think that's really powerful to say uh, one of the things in my field, I, I am in the heating and ventilation field, and sometimes things don't go exactly right, and sometimes things don't start up and, and work immediately. And here in Alaska, heat is a big deal. And you know, a lot of times everyone's in a rush to get it on, which is understandable. And occasionally you run into a technician who is so frustrated that it's not working, that it really perpetuates any solutions moving forward, that they're so stuck on how it should have come through and how it should have happened, that there's a power to just stopping, saying, okay, it's not what we imagined it would be. Here's where we are let's move forward from here and it alleviates so much unneeded stress, anxiety, and um, just bad juju, bad vibes. Um, there's a lot of power in what you just said as far as accepting, okay, the lockdown is what it is. How can we move through it gracefully, blissfully, and meaningfully? And, and I commend you for, for flipping the switch on that, Christopher, and making a move to become more connected. I think that's beautiful and amazing. I appreciate that, Glenn. Thank you. And as, yeah, exactly like that, what you resist will persist. So if you move into a situation saying, I don't like this, then you can, you have a few choices. You can accept it. So acceptance of the situation you're in and the, the feelings and the experience you have, you can change it. We can change your perception to it. So if some, Something is fear. If you're fearing something and it, you're really identifying and attaching to the fear, then looking at that experience with acceptance, but at the same time seeing how you can flow out of it. So I usually use the analogy of the river. You know, a river doesn't stop when it hits a, a log or a stone and wait until it, the stone or the log disappears. It flows around it, it flows above it, it flows under it. And that's what we, that's part of the acceptance. We are going to have challenges in life. That's part of the, the experience. That's part of the human experience. And that's part of the acceptance as well. So once we can find that flow where life goes along with ease that's when we're going to find that acceptance uh, of our experience so i think carol you were first i'll thank come to you glenn so i think thank you very much for this beautiful conversation i love all of these discussions and i love the vibe of this conversation it's, it's great it's, it's great to be part of this group and as you might just find out find are you are you just about to find out um I love subconscious mind. I am trained to be a hypnopsychotherapist and I love working with subconscious mind. And the way I look at the subconscious mind, it's um, basically, it is like massive database and it is all available there. Like everything that, you know, you went through all of the, like your life conditioning and all of that is all available there. But what it is revealed to you consciously is only like tiny, tiny, tiny bit. So, and more what you, Christopher, what Christopher just said, more you push or more frustration you have, then less access to that subconscious resources you have. 
because you're resisting yourself. The connection between your conscious mind and the subconscious resources doesn't exist. When you just relax, then it all starts popping, popping, you know, to your consciousness mind, and then you can just use it. And it's not only my opinion. Like if you if you're looking through the quotes of the you know the the greatest scientists, you know, like Schrödinger or or Einstein or writers like Ayn Rand or even like you know the scientists like Carl Newport or whatever, they all say the same thing. Just don't push it, don't force it. Just trust the process, accept what it is, and think where you want to be. Accept it, trust it. And in no time you're gonna be there. Yeah, and it's it's accepting having the whatever experience you're having having is part of going to be part of your toolbox when you arrive at the place you want to be. So if you're having a challenging experience, it's because you need that experience to use that to grow. And it's with any experience, you can either choose to grow, or you can choose to become a victim. So it's that growth mentality and accepting whatever comes along with that growth mentality. Well, I really appreciate this conversation as well. I'm on the same page as Carol and everyone else in here. I appreciate this vibe. And another thing I wanted to add to Christopher's statement about what you resist persists is for me and my experience, I've found um, dealing with trauma childhood trauma is you see certain people um somehow find a way through it and certain people perpetuate it and one of the axioms that seems to ring true to follow through what a lot of therapists will say is people who were abused tend to be abusers is i think what you hate you perpetuate and acceptance is part of that path of healing where you come to terms with this is what happened it isn't what i would exactly want to happen or it was isn't my plan but this is how it is and then second to to alleviate you from the hate to to resolve that part of it then comes in the radical forgiveness which i think for me in the chapter in um, a book called Code of the Extraordinary Mind um, about how to be, pardon the term, but unfuckwithable, mm -hmm. uh, the author Vision goes into uh, forgiveness and forgiveness for yourself. And I think that is really paramount to healing and accepting that forgiveness is another hurdle I think a lot of people struggle with is, is um, you'll hear it commonly referred to. I never let myself live that down. I can't believe I did that. I'll, I'll never forgive myself for that and, and things like that. And it's just such a tragic tragedy to me that that type of indoctrination, social indoctrination is perpetuated when all it does is just bring heartache and, um, and turmoil to people instead of freedom, bliss, growth, and learning. Absolutely. No, so true. And as I said before, forgiveness is... Uh, one of the pillars in my in my coaching practice so it's it's something very close to my heart absolutely so, can you ex can you expand on that a little bit more sorry to interrupt um can yeah, you go that into that a little more yeah i'll do that in a second but first i want to go to amy she's uh, had her hand up for a while okay thank you and i totally love the word uh what you put proceed proceed um i think it was um in Jeffrey Allen's duality course, where he mentioned, if you receive the energy, um, the emotional energy tends to be stored into your tissues and organs, and they are stuck there. Every time you receive it, it's like mm -hmm. you are adding more bricks to the wall, and it gets harder and harder to recreate. So every time a drop, they also tend to occur again and again, in a similar theme, um, just for you to do your homework until you really finish it. And so I think acceptance is really allowing the energy to flow through you, not really get stuck inside you. So I think a great, great question, I believe it's also some vision, um, is asking whenever a trouble pops up, asking, why does this, instead of asking why does this happen to me, we ask instead why does, uh, why is this happening for me or mm -hmm. what can happen through me? 
Absolutely. This is, I think, very, very powerful for us to accept the situation and find a better way through instead of letting the energy stuck inside our our body. Absolutely. And it's that, what you explained there, it's the, the resistance of experiencing the emotion suppresses the emotion into your body and becomes part of that brick wall you're talking about. And it's when we accept what we experience and what we feel that we allow those emotions to release and find a way out and not being afraid of experiencing emotions. I mean, certainly for me growing up, uh, it was one of these situations that, you know, every time I experienced something, I would hear, don't be so sensitive. And I'm sure a lot of, at least a lot of the guys on the <laughs> hearing this will resonate with that. Uh, so it becomes a challenge to experience our emotions and being okay and accepting that those emotions are going to sometimes be painful or they're going to cause us to have certain experiences. So absolutely, it's accepting that experience and allowing those emotions to come up and to feel them and let them go is part of that process. So Glenn, just going back to uh, what you were asking about uh, before the forgiveness, uh, I'm going to dedicate a whole another uh, talk about that. So, but very simply, it's, it's really like we've said here before that forgiveness comes down to every single experience that you have or have had to go back and forgive, you know, anybody involved, forgiving yourself and forgiving, you know, anything in that experience uh, that you need to uh, forgive. Uh, and it's, it's one of the big challenges we have. And that's why I kind of chronologically put it in that order, compassion, uh, acceptance, uh, forgiveness, and gratitude. Because once you can see things from a compassionate point of view, then you can accept them, then it's easier to forgive. And once you can forgive, then you have the clear sight to be able to uh, um, show gratitude to the experience and anybody involved in the experience because you got uh, learning from it. There were gifts in the experience. Does that help you again, Glenn? Sure does. I appreciate that. For for me, the forgiveness, um, accepting it for myself, I ended up reverse engineering it and thinking about like, if I had a beef with Christopher and I, I was like, Hey, we're good. We're hundred percent. I forgive you, you know, and you, you would ask for forgiveness and we're, we're letting go of it. And you kept holding onto it. And every time I saw you, you felt like it needed to come back up again. I, I tried to feel as though, how would I feel about that? I would be, it'd be terrible. I would want you to fully receive it. I would know in my heart that it was forgiveness, forgiveness has nothing to do about anybody else. It's only you. You don't need anybody else in that process. Absolutely. And, and so that's, and, and you that's can't, how I you can't control anybody else being part of that process. And you have, that's part of acceptance, accepting yeah. that everybody else has their part. So if, if I, if I'm not ready to forgive, then part of your, uh, part of acceptance for you will be accepting that I'm not ready to forgive. Sure. Um, where I was going with that was just that I was you, hitchhiking off of that feeling of like wanting, wanting to you to, you know, wanting myself to just accept that release that forgiveness and, and letting go. And so I just kind of pushed inward on that feeling and, and just really, um, I don't know, it was, it was just a period of letting go and acceptance and, and realizing that it wasn't saying that what happened was okay. It was that I'm just processing energy. This energy is stuck in me. It's holding up a bunch of stuff and I, and it, okay, it's okay to let go. And it was a really, really amazing experience. And I'm looking forward to your talk on uh, forgiveness. Thank you. Absolutely. And, uh, it's, the uh letting go is also accepting and once you accept you release and once you release that's when you let go of the shackles right 
So gonna go to you, Barbie. I just wanted to comment also in the sense of where it also comes down to courageous conversations and it's the quality also of the connections that you wish to have. So I know like Christopher and I have had courageous conversations about things because ultimately if it comes from a place of integrity, et cetera, and you know that that other person also wants to allow you a chance to grow, then it's not always going to be roses and fairy dust of where you're just like, I think a lot of times people think a spiritual path is like, oh, everything's just perfect and it's so fun. And it's just you know, the spiritual bypass thing. And a lot mm -hmm. of times you need to get to the brass tacks and you need to be, you need to be radically honest as well. But I always go back to nature and I look at so much, so much of the beauty that we have in this world. And you look at the fact that, you know, the glacier doesn't ask permission to cut the stone. You know, it's like all of those glaciers that cut through in historical time to be able to make the Grand Canyon, which is one of the most majestic things that you can stand and behold. You know, it's like none, none of the water that came through that, none of the glaciers asked permission. And it's the kind of things of where, you know, a lot of times nature can be incredibly cruel and it can also be incredibly beautiful and kind. But the sun, when it comes up, doesn't ask us to thank it or not thank it or accept it or not accept it. It just beams and you either take shelter or you don't. And I know that the Fijians, when I went to Fiji, they have this absolutely beautiful ceremony that when the sun comes up, they get out this drum and they drum and drum and drum and they welcome the sun and they thank it for bringing it. And then when it goes down, they do the ceremony as well, just like the Egyptians used to do as well, where they would, you know, worship the sun god Ra. Mm -hmm. So those are the kind of things of where I look at slow and steady is also that part of acceptance, because I think a lot of people in the modern world, they wanted everything fast. And it's like the acceptance part of it, a lot of the glacier process, it takes time and it's slow and steady, slow and steady, slow and steady until it becomes your process. It becomes who you are and you resonate at that frequency at all times, because you know that you have literally embodied that absolutely and patience is one of the key tools in this um you know as you say since we live on a uh, linear timeline we expect things to happen within a certain uh, period of time but you know if you go go into meditation or trance you know time and space doesn't really exist uh, you experience time distortion and there you can experienced that kind of idea and then gain some patience in that but you you need to having patience with yourself and others is uh or rather accepting that that element of patience has to be there is uh is absolutely key barbie that's right mariana you had your hand up before did you want to say something uh yes um i I think that, uh, first of all, you have to understand what, uh, what is happening. I mean, sometimes we feel uh, something, but, but uh, we can't accept it uh, before we really understand what's happening to us. So before acceptance is uh, very important to understand our feelings and uh, the situation, how it is. Yes, it's important to understand or at least understand that things happen because they happen. You don't necessarily need to understand the intricacies of it, I think. I think it's more important to have just a ready understanding of what, who you are, what you are, and kind of your process in life. And also understanding what tools you have to um, to work yourself through certain situations. If you have challenging experiences, the part of acceptance is accepting that the experience is going to be whatever it's going to be. And you don't necessarily need to understand it and have patience with the fact that you may not understand it. And uh, you may it may take you three, four years to understand it. And that's part of that process of trust that the experience you are having, A, you are going to be able to understand it eventually, but also accepting that you don't need to understand it right away. Does that make sense, Mariana? Uh, yes, yes, pretty much. But uh, what I meant is that um, if you're confused about something and you don't know what is happening in you, so 
is it um, necessary to understand what is um, what bothers you before you accept it? No, I, I, no, personally, I don't think so. Uh, God, there's so many things I don't understand about myself. Ooh. <laughs> the things bubbling up all the time that I don't get and understand. Um, and that one of my primary tools is uh, meditation in that, to just sit with myself and observe. You know, say I have a uh, bod um, uh, bodily sensation. I might have a tightness down in the lower abdomen uh, or something like that. And I don't understand what this tension is about. And usually it's some emotion that I've neglected to attend to that sits and just kind of making its, itself physically known or known through my physical body. So I'll sit in meditation, for example, and I'll observe it. Now, this bodily sensation, once I start observing it, it's like quantum physics. It has to change. It has to transmute. It has to evolve. So just sitting observing it without judgment or without any attempts to analyze it allows it to change, allows it to, and I'll observe in terms of, okay, what colors does it have? What was the texture? Does it have a shape? And just observing it from those kind of points of view. And then paying attention to the thoughts that come into my mind as this uh, bodily sensation is changing. And this can you eventually it will make sense to you, even though you won't, may not connect the dots to the actual bodily sensation. Uh, so this can be used to a meta as a metaphor for a lot of things. If, say, for example, someone does something horrible to you, and you you can't make sense of the situation, you can't make sense of the experience, you can't make sense of why they would do this or why you would be in this experience. What's the gift? Accepting that it's happened accepting and forgiving yourself and the, uh, whoever did something horrible to you and showing compassion to the fact that that person is a soul having a human experience. That's part of that process. And you may not understand, it might take you a while to understand why. But acceptance can happen way before that. Does that make sense, Mariana? Yes, yes. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. That's, I mean, that's a really heavy topic. So uh, I'm happy for anybody to chime in on that. Barbie, go ahead. Well, I think that's why in Christianity, the crucifixion is such a key topic because you have, you know, the whole crucifixion process with Jesus Christ having to drag the cross and, you know, and then hang there and, and still say, you know, bless them, Father, for they know not what they do. I mean, that that's the... That's the ultimate, you know, just from the perspective of that is the ultimate acceptance of just total, um, you know, a situation that is just so, so horrific. And I think that's why it stood the test of time across the world. I think that goes back to the complexity of um, the beautiful complexity of uh, the universe. If we try to understand it all, then we're going to try and control it. So having that, uh, acceptance for a being whatever it wants to be becomes part of the healing journey and then eventually you will land with a an idea of the gift or uh, you know the why if you like but it can certainly uh, take its time and I think the as you said Barbie patience is a the, the primary tool in that process. All of these things, choices are, uh, it is key that it's a choice. Acceptance is a choice. It's a choice you make. But once you make that choice, you have to also be ready for the responsibility of acceptance. Because once you ex start accepting your path and to receive your authenticity 
and your greatness, you have to be ready for that ride as well. And it's a wild ride. I was going to say with that, Christopher, that it makes me feel as though um, that's where courage comes in. Absolutely. Once you get to a place of acceptance and, and know that you need to follow your path, then to continue on that path really takes a lot of courage. Yeah. Courage is uh, another one of those tools. And, uh, but once you get on that path, then courage comes automatically because you also appreciate the gifts and the, the uh, beauty of it. Go ahead, Glenn. I think that's a really insightful thing that you just said as far as being prepared for the accepting the responsibility of acceptance. And do you think that that's possibly where some people maybe intuitively sense that there's going to be responsibility once accepting the circumstances. And so then hiding behind um, not accepting the situation might be a form of maybe a a survival tactic or a means to um, not have to step into that responsibility. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, you know, one, one of the things that we, we tend to do is look to the future, look into the unknown and uh, kind of be afraid of it. We're fearful of the unknown. So we, even if we are sitting in a shitty situation, we much rather spend time in that crappy situation than move into the unknown because that's scary. So absolutely. It's, uh, it's, um, I think you you get to a point in life where, and I suppose this is where midlife crisis has come in and you decide what you do with that. <laughs> but um, that's, you come to a point in your life where you go, you know what? My current situation can't be any uh, less or a- any worse than that unknown future that, is going to be different than why I am now. And that's when you have those breakthroughs and you start practicing these kind of things of acceptance and gratitude and compassion, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you start just changing the way you do things, right? Does that make Absolutely. sense? Absolutely. Thank you. Sure. Our relationship with others, it's it's like we were saying before, it is accepting that others have their paths. We have our own paths and we accept that and that we don't necessarily need to involve ourselves in someone else's path. We can accept that they are going to have their challenges the way they're going to have them because they need to learn the way they need to learn. And we are just on a lot of times on different trajectories. So it's, accepting that we we have different paths and we have different experiences that we need to have in order to grow now if we tend to if we try to go in and and involve ourselves in someone else's experience then we use that element of control and then we can take on some of that negative experience that doesn't actually belong to us but if we make that choice, then we have to accept the outcome of it too. We have to take responsibility for our acceptance. Glenn, you? Yeah, I I appreciate you bringing that forward as far as the taking responsibility and accepting um, how things may change. And there's a lot of power in allowing other people to have their experience. I think a lot of times Um, when we see somebody going through something that's treacherous or terrible or anything, it triggers something in us. And so then we, we want to rescue and rescuing isn't always the best thing for people. Sometimes um, I've seen it in myself many times. Sometimes you need to wallow in the mess a little bit until you get tired of it and you make the choice to get through it. And all attempts to rescue are a lot of times because other people are feeling so messy watching you go through it that they just want to alleviate their own feelings. And so then they leap in and take action and it has nothing to do with actually helping you. Absolutely. And that is exactly what, you know, 
my 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 point of view is that if you move in to kind of rescue someone it's not because you're trying to rescue them you're trying to alleviate your own your own pain sur uh, surrounding it because it's hurt, hurting too much to uh, see them kind of stew in it um but yeah no we all need to go through our own crap in order to grow the way we we need to grow victor as far as like what you said about following um i guess following your own path and accepting you know that you don't have to follow that someone else's path mm -hmm. and um like with my example my uh my wife and i about like three four months ago uh decided to go our separate ways and it was because she was following a path that I wasn't ready to accept. And even though that, um, uh, it's kind of hard to say, but uh, even though that I was still behind her 100%, uh, I was still gonna let her do that path that she wanted to choose. Um, even though that I didn't want to follow that path with her, but I wasn't ready to dissolve the marriage. And because I was going to let her, you know, even though that we are married, she still is an individual person in our relationship. You know, I have no right to hold her back from <clears throat> whatever decisions that she wanted to make. And um, she got a little bit mad about it because I didn't want to go her way. And it was a struggle for about about a year and then we decided to go our separate ways because it just wasn't something that was coherent for me or for her uh as well so i understand that part about letting somebody uh you know not following somebody else's path no matter what is at stake and how much you have to sacrifice for it yeah and i applaud you for your bravery it's uh it's a certainly a brave decision to accept that and that's uh great to hear victor um and i think like your 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 example there your wife resisting and that created then anger within her acceptance once you accept fully that someone else has the unique right to pursue their own own path then you can be at peace whatever decisions they make because you know it is their path to uh, wander. That doesn't mean that we let people, you know, crash and burn completely. We can still hold space for them and hold that compassion for them. So in your example, Victor, your wife going down this path that you didn't feel that you needed to go down you can still hold compassion and empathy for her and care for her and hold space in your heart for her, but you don't need to get in the mud with her. Right? Sure. Yes. So, yeah, that, that's beautiful. Thank you, Victor. Okay. Really appreciate you sharing that. That's beautiful. I'm always so grateful for the energy that everybody brings and the wisdom and vulnerability every show, everyone shows up with. And I think when it comes to acceptance, it is really important to understand that acceptance does not have anything to do with allowing people to do whatever they want to, to, to you, and you have to accept it. It is about you accepting the choices you've made that brought you to the different experiences you've had or are having, and accepting that you have choices accepting that what you can control and what you can't control so you can control your words your thoughts and your actions and accepting the choices you make surrounding those um, those controls so now going forward allow yourself to have boundaries and accept your choices but you don't necessarily need to accept what every everything that happens around you you always have the choices of uh, leaving staying or changing so changing might be changing your mindset towards an experience so acceptance is one of those conundrums where once we look into it 
it starts to make sense. You can visit us at thealchemyexperience.co.uk for further information about these different topics, uh, meditations to delve into the deeper meanings of things, and of course to find out information about our coaching practices uh, that you'll be able to avail yourself of in our coaching workshops. So for now, I wish you all the best and uh, we'll see you soon.